May 13th, 2019. How are you living, Brad Key? What's good? Michael Weiner, what's up, dog? Hey, buddy. Hey. May 13th. Here we are. Monday. What a Monday it is. Happy Monday. What a, what a weekend in sports. A sneaky big weekend in sports. What a monster Mother's Day. Yeah, how was your Mother's Day? Lit. We, uh, we actually went to Abel's on the lake. Ooh. Which is, uh, for those who Lydia are Mother's not Day. from Austin, it, it, they have something called a Texas tea. It's like, you didn't drink a Texas tea on no, Mother's Day. No, that would okay. be scummy. Uh, I did have a Texas martini, though, or whatever that thing's called. Huh. Oh, so like it's close. Mexican it's like, martini or that's, something? Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. One step below a Texas tea. It's several steps below, but congratulations. Thank you. Happy Mother's Day to all the mommies out there. I'm sure we have lots of uh, moms listening and uh, people that have moms. So big shouts to all of you guys. Uh, let's hop right. Well, before we hop into it, I should uh, remind you to check out Mind of Micah. That's Mind of Micah. That's uh, my podcast feed. I've got great stuff last week. Brad and I did a, a Micah's Read of the Week. We had a Mike, our Brad and I did mailbag. I did a read of the week with uh, Christy Owen and Aaron Ross um, about snack foods in the 90s. It was actually quite funny. And uh, I also had How Was Your Weekend with Bush and Friends. It's all there on the Mind of Micah feed. More good content coming this week. Uh, I've got some good questions, so Micah's mailbag shall return. Okay, let's move on to uh, some hoops. What a day for hoops. We'll start with the Raptors Sixers. but in general, two game sevens yesterday. If you weren't watching basketball, I don't know what is wrong with you. You are a, a big bozo dummy, and uh, I'm, I feel sorry for you. Both of these were amazing basketball games. Very competitive, exciting, and remarkable finishes, especially in the Toronto game. We'll start with the final shot by Kawhi Leonard. Uh, clearly the biggest shot in the history of the, the entire country of Canada, um, certainly in their basketball history. What? We'll, just amazing. Amazing. So it's the first walk-off shot hit to win a Game 7 in NBA history. Did you know that? I saw this randomly. on. Like yes, uh, you might have seen on the Backdoor Cover oh, podcast Instagram I because I posted it there. Uh, <laughs> yes, it is the first walk-off in the history of Game 7. Or not walk-off. Uh, first That's buzzer beater call in the history. It, right? It's yeah, technically a walk-off. Sure. First buzzer beater in the history of a Game 7. Which is insane. <laughs> I don't I don't know man like is there a more dramatic shot that you've ever seen in your life it hit the rim four times before it went in and like the, there's like a couple of still shots I've seen of the actual jumper as it's leaving Kawhi's hand and Joel and Bede's feet are equal distance off the ground as Kawhi's are Joel is like in his face he has his hand up so like literally he's like two feet because he's two feet longer than Kawhi Above Kawhi, and he Kawhi's like shooting this ball straight up in the air, fading out of the corner. It was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. Well, the thing that uh, you might not have noticed, but this final shot is on Ben Simmons. Oh, because is Because Ben Simmons gave up on the play. Uh, he was guarding Kawhi when Kawhi got the ball. He right. got it like on the, the left. And he's trailing him. The left side of the top of the, the three-point line. He's on him. And then Kawhi dribbles to the right, and then Joel Embiid jumped on, uh, jumped to take to to. He uh, cut him off. He cut him off. So we've got Ben Simmons trailing. Joel traps yes. him in the corner, and Joel gave our uh, Simmons. Simmons, who's six foot nine or ten or whatever, just quit on the play, and he said, "Oh, Embiid's got him." He did not follow up and make that shot more difficult. 
Uh, I think that's a mistake. But anyway, that being said, Kawhi Leonard is the best player in basketball, certainly the best player in these playoffs since LeBron James isn't playing. And he's just, and, and well, shit, with uh, Kevin Durant not playing too. There's no question he's the best player in basketball. And uh, Giannis might be the second best player, and we're going to see him next next week, or well, later this week when this starts. Kawhi did not shoot well yesterday, but he dominated the game on both ends and came up huge. Throughout. He scored like their last 12 or 14 points yeah. too. He dominated in the fourth quarter. He is incredible. And to, to have the confidence after how, how poorly he shot earlier in the game, plus he hit that, that three that was actually a two because his foot was on the line. Right. Um, he just took over the game in a way, single-handedly it took over It didn't matter how many shots he took. He was the only guy that wasn't scared shitless. Him and Serge Ibaka. Yes. Everybody else, like, when the game started, it was really slow. Like, the, the score was trash after the first quarter. Like, it looked like it was going to be a terrible game. And as things kind of got geared up and as, like, people got into the momentum of the game and the rhythm, you could tell, like, the moment was a little too big for a lot of the players on both on both sides. Both sides. That's and, true. And Kawhi but, was like, you know what? I, I'm not scared. I'm going to jack the fuck out of the ball. He put up 39 shots. Yeah. And th- the reason why that's okay, be, even though he shot a poor percentage, is that he wasn't afraid. And, like, th- th- everybody else was. So, like, it was it, it, it balanced out. Like, it made it okay because there was somebody there with the big enough nuts to take shots, basically. No doubt. And it, it was just amazing. And I we do have to mention, I, I picked the Raptors to win the championship a couple weeks ago. And I'm worried now, not because Kawhi is a monster, because he is. Yeah. But the rest of this team is scared shitless. And I don't understand it, and it's kind of inexcusable in my mind. Uh, but it's always Kyle been Land- that way, hasn't it? Yes. Kyle Lowry is a vet. This is not a guy who is... He actually was one of the less scared folks on of that roster. It was kind of the younger guys. It was like Siakam actually looked like he was trying to like hot potato the ball out of his hands like every time he touched you know, Siakam it. Siakam had a terrible game. He yesterday. was scared. He was, and, You could tell. But Lowry didn't do anything. It, Kawhi had to do everything, and he did. So it's... Uh, I think Lowry and, played pretty. You decent, know, the other thing honestly. that happens is now this team goes to the Eastern Conference uh, Finals. I think they're going to win, but even if they don't, this has been a, a pretty amazing run. The Kawhi has carried this team. It's going to be a robot versus a freak. It's going to be so awesome. It this is going to be, be awesome. such. This is going to the collision between those two people, those two like dynamic players, is just so fascinating. It's going to be amazing. This is going to yeah. be such a good series. No doubt. Out. I can't wait. But that being said. This changes the entire basketball dynamic. He hits that shot. Maybe he stays in Toronto now, and he was thinking about leaving. Can you imagine what happens to Toronto if he decides to leave after this Ugh. and goes to the Clippers or some shit? If they if they lose that game, it's really easy for him, him to, to just bounce. to leave town. Uh, we couldn't get past the second round. Now that they've gotten this far, it's uh, it's I, I mean I think it's further than the Raptors have ever gotten before. No, they went made it in 2016. I think they made it to the conference championship. They went down in six to Cleveland. I you may or may not be right. I double check this. I, uh, yeah, I read this earlier this morning. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, whatever. So shouts to them, I guess. And uh, one other thing, um, that they were talking about this Kawhi shot. They've the, certainly the game never winner. been in the finals, and now they're four wins from that. So. Uh, Earlier, when they when when uh, the Raptors were playing Orlando, they drew up the same play to to for a game winner for Kawhi. And in that particular uh, scenario, Kawhi caught the ball and shot without dribbling. And he he in his post game conference, he talked about this, and he's like, 
the first time I did this, the first time we ran this play, you know, I caught the ball, turned, shot, because I was kind of rushing it, and, like, I, I missed the shot, whatever. It didn't go in. This time I caught the ball. I thought through. I wanted to get to a specific sh- spot on the court that I practice every day, and it's that corner shot. And I knew Joel was coming up on me. And, like, he just went through, like, how his mind was prepared for this and how he had experienced it in the, the – the round before and it was really fascinating and deep and like something you don't expect out of Kawhi. Usually it's just like beep yeah. bop, beep bop. Well, robot. after the game, he gave a terrible interview on oh. the court with Rose. Um, yeah, I, didn't no, see I saw that part. somebody tweeted, some reporter said that like one day he, he snuck into a practice in San Antonio mm. and he just watched Kawhi shoot that shot in the corner for an hour, like the running That's shot the in the corner out of the, and he was yeah. like, this guy was practicing a shot four years ago that he may have never taken before and that he that he nailed. He knew that was it. He knew he was going to have to have it at one point. He knew he was going to catch it at the top of the key, take it hard right, and fade out of the corner, which is an impossible shot. But if you practice it every single day, like... He had confidence. And he nailed it over a seven-foot-tall freak. That's true. Like, he had to shoot it was that incredible. Thing. I, mean, I think it beats like 7'3". Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, and you would imagine his arms are probably like and eight Kawhi feet. Kawhi said on the yeah. court he had to shoot it as high as he could. And then to have that touch. It was, it was an amazing shot. An amazing game. Um... Let's talk about the 76ers and Joel Embiid, the crying little bitch from Kansas that uh, he is. I've, I, I'm taking my foot off his throat, man. Like, I felt bad after he cried. Like, I I appreciated that type of, like, sincerity and that type of response out of him. Like, I'm so sick of him being a jokester little bitch. And for him to, like, take it on his back, like, he played good ball. Like, he played tough. Joel pl- Embiid, you're a little bitch. He, oh, look at that. Yeah, Micah's got sound effects. I got, we got sound effects now. Uh Okay, I pre- he sure. played thirty three minutes in the first three quarters. Like the guy doesn't play more than like thirty six a game. Like, well, and, it's his fault is because post-season. he's either out of shape or he he just can't go that much because he down the stretch of the game he was a total non factor. Right, he couldn't even he go was, down and post up. He he was totally gassed. He was walking up the court. The on, Raptors uh, on were offense like every eating time. them alive on the offensive boards because he couldn't put bodies on people. He was just gassed, but. This is something that, like, while I was watching all this kind of unfold, I, I kind of thought about the difference between Embiid and Jokic and how they are both being pushed to the very limit of, like, minutes played and the difference in styles. And both of them are probably, like, you know, they're, they're big men. But the difference and the reason why I think Jokic can play those extended minutes, even though he's probably not even as good a shape as, as Embiid, is that Jokic, his game is, like, all around ball skills, and like around being crafty and smart and playing with a certain pace that's a little bit slower. Joel's like physical. Joel's a physical freak, and it's like you're exerting yourself to 100%, and it's harder to like maintain that over a longer period of time. I, it was just something yeah, I thought through. I, when when all you do is make fun of people, including it's vets. It's tough, man. And you're just full of shit all the time, yeah. and, you, and you gloat and you laugh and you do all the shit that you do, and then you, you run out of gas for whatever reason. Uh, here's the thing, though. I never, I don't ever remember Shaq running out of gas at the end of a game. Shaq was a big fat guy for a lot of his career. <laughs> He'd come into camp when he wasn't in shape. But come playoffs, I never, ever remember Shaq, who you can't say wasn't bigger and you can't say wasn't more physical, running out of gas, not being able to post up his man down the stretch or walking up the court every time. It, it's just, 
And then you cry like a little bitch. So, and did you see the clip of him crying to his yeah. girlfriend? Well, no, I didn't see it. That. Oh, that one's even worse. He's just, he's in the tunnel crying. His girlfriend's holding him. And hey, it's like, man, maybe this is going to be a change in his career. Maybe this is when he starts being more serious and stops being a little jokester. And like, well, I hope that, you know what I mean? I like, maybe he, he turns me. around. He's like, I'm going to be serious. I'm not going to be a stupid Dwight Howard motherfucker for the rest of my career. Like, I'm going to step up and like take this shit personally. This hurt my, this like hurt right here. Well, so I'm going to do something. You know what? It. I hope it's a lesson learned because if it isn't, He's gonna be. You're right. He's Dwight Howard. Hey, here you go. I got some. You asked me to look this up. Yeah. For the Raptors, in its only other conference finals, Toronto lost to LeBron James in Cleveland in six games in 2016. Toronto went 0 for 8 from three range in the first quarter. It finished seven for 30. Uh, now it's talking about. Actually, this last game sentence seven. makes no sense. Leonard had Toronto's only assist in the first. What? Anyways, long okay, story 2006. short, 2006. Well, I apologize. 16. I should say. 16. Okay. Um, oh, here's a good stat too. The 76ers are 11 and 21 and winner takes all playoff games in the history of the franchise. That's rough. It's a lot of game sevens. Um, all right. So other than Embiid crying like a little bitch and Ben Simmons, not again, being a non-factor, another guy who was just sort of disappeared down the stretch. Big shouts to James, Jimmy Butler, who played like a fucking madman. He was the only guy on that team that fucking, I, like, I don't even know if Tobias Harris was on the court. Uh, Jimmy Butler was running point yeah. down the stretch yeah. and just attacking the layup he made with like right before the Kawhi shot with I don't know three and a half four seconds whatever it was yeah was unbelievable Wasn't incredible that he did that and and was able to finish he's not over scared. Serge Ibaka one of the best you know defensive players of this era amazing shot blocker in yes. Serge Ibaka yeah uh, and and as uh, Greg Anthony said on the telecast like Ibaka had the angle yeah. And Jimmy Butler's so crafty and smart to give him He's that little amazing, bump. Man. He's a great player. He is a I would take I'll take Jimmy Butler on my team. Any I day don't know late. about that, but he is amazing. He is a head case and he can go up he and might, down. He might be crazy, but he's he like will Terrell get Owens. It. Like he's incredible, but there's just that chance that he really goes off the rails and strangles your coach like Sproul, uh Latrell Sprewell or something. Here's the thing though. He's a free agent as well, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. The two guys who actually came out to play. If he leaves I don't know what the Sixers team does because he, they've got is two guys. Is he restricted or is he straight up free? I think he's a total 100% uh, free, agent. free agent. Wow. The Sixers, this is a, they go from winning this game seven and being in the conference finals and taking another step in the process right. or whatever to being, who knows what they are without, without Jimmy Butler. Uh, after, did you see one other thing on Embiid? Did you yeah. see the press conference? No. Somebody asked him like, you've been along for the, for all of the process and, and he goes, I don't give a damn about the process. Poor, you poor, whiny poor guy. little bitch. Yeah, it's tough. I'd say it to his face. He'd slap the shit out of your mouth. I, I'm a professional cage fighter. taste out of your mouth. I couldn't reach his head. Who are we kidding? Yeah. All right, uh, the other game, seven. Another tremendous game. The Blazers man up and beat the Nuggets in Denver. C.J. McCollum has the biggest nuts in America today. Well, are he? yeah, I guess Kawhi's in Canada. So uh, <laughs> the biggest nuts in America go to C.J. McCollum who just dominated the game, especially in the fourth quarter. Uh, Dame Lillard just didn't have it going on offense. He couldn't hit shot. And really showed a lot of leadership or whatever by just deferring to CJ. Yeah. McCollum, they just, it was sort of like Jimmy Butler. It's like, you're just running the offense. You're the guy. You're going to do everything. I and mean, he, he was, did it. He, he had delivered. the touch, man. Like, it, you'll see this in games when there's a, like, even if it's not your best player, there are occasions when, like, somebody just kind of goes into that, like, 
I guess it's a zone, whatever it is. They're just hot. Like they've got that, like their brain is telling them go, 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 like shoot, shoot, shoot. And everything they touch goes in like, and you just defer at that point. Like you, you try to, you know, assist them as much as possible and take as much of the defensive like attention away from him so that he's, he's able to deal. But like, yeah, Dame did it, man. Like he, you could tell like every shot he took was like clanking off the backboard, like not backboard, back of the rim. Like he just, he was, he off. seemed fatigued. But like he did in CJ, the rest of the series. But. CJ did it. And, you know, talking about Denver, uh, a team that probably before the season, if you would have looked at expectations, certainly overachieved, had the second best record in basketball, or in the West anyway, maybe in basketball. And I, I, it, I think Milwaukee had the best record. but Milwaukee had was one. Toronto was two games behind them. Anyways, long story anyway, short, they've, they, they definitely They had achieved. a great season. They're a young team. They, they also tanked stars. at the end to change their seating. Well, so they would have to go it against worked the for them. Yeah. Um, two game sevens. And they got beat at home, which you shouldn't, which shouldn't happen. But so it's you know, weird, it, man. Like, CJ McCollum went nuts. What did they get up? Like fifteen points at one point in the first yeah, they were half. Up in the first half, like they had like these spurts where they were the obvious, more, better, more dominant team, and like they they had like these little parts of the game where they looked like they were far superior, and probably was what they looked like all of the regular season. And there was even a part at the end of the game where. I think they reeled off six or eight straight points with like two minutes left remaining in the game. And, you know, CJ and Dame just, you know, closed them out. But like they had like these moments where like they mm -hmm. they looked like they were the clearly better team and then they would just kind of like fall apart. They just didn't quite have yeah. it to go to the finish line. They had a chance and they just didn't make it happen. God, Jokic uh, is it, so it, fun to watch. Especially it's in the first half. They had a chance to really step on their throat. Yeah. And they didn't. They're a young team and they that's a mistake. Uh, but everybody's back except Paul Millsap is a restricted free agent, I think, or unrestricted. And and uh, what's his name? The the little guy. Isaiah Thomas is an unrestricted but free agent. But he didn't even get But he man. didn't play in the, the playoffs anyway. So they're going to be good uh, for years to come. Uh, Jokic played great, put up good numbers. He made some sloppy mistakes, though. And critically, the, uh, the play with about three and a half minutes left yeah. where – he grabbed a rebound and threw a just a lazy pass that yeah. CJ stole or that uh, Dame stole. What, you saw this play, I'm yes. sure. Dame makes makes a, a great steal. It's just a mental and then gives the ball up and sprints to the corner. Oh yeah, gets the ball back and then nails the three. I think he was one for seven shooting threes and nailed that. That one. was cold, man. That was such a badass. That's a that's patented Dame. That was yeah. I mean he he may not have been taking the shots down the stretch, but it was still Dame time. When that is. A big nuts play that he made, and uh, really put I think that put him up like seven, and basically put the game away. Now, it, you know Denver made a run at the end, but uh, CJ and Dame were just too much. Uh, game one in that series is actually Tuesday in Oakland uh, against the Warriors. Uh, we'll talk about the Warriors in a second. Game one in the in the East, by the way, is Wednesday in Milwaukee. So those will start going every other day. A few last. Unfortunately, the uh, well, actually, maybe it, it depends on how you feel about these these two series. The inside the NBA crew will be on uh, the Eastern Conference games. Yeah, ESPN will be doing the West. So you know, there's that. The East will be better. I think TV. the East is a more. I think it is too. too. Yeah. So there's just one last note to touch on for this Denver Nuggets squad. They've got Trey Lyles who didn't play coach's decision and, and Jared Vanderbilt who didn't play coach's decision. These are two really young guys coming out of Vanderbilt and I'm sorry, not Vanderbilt. That's his name coming out of Kentucky. Um, I think Lyles was a Kentucky guy. 
the same with Vanderbilt, who won the dunk contest, if you remember. Uh, these dudes are, there's some real talent youth Don't on their Michael bench. Porter. I know, that's where I was going with this. So the, yeah. And then they've got Michael Porter, who's a huge unknown, but could, I mean, six foot nine stroker, great basketball player. They've got three guys who didn't even touch the court. Juan Hernan Gomez is actually really good, didn't play at all. They've got a ton of talent, young, young, young talent on, on their roster coming up, and they're losing very little. They're going to be a powerhouse, man. They're going to mature, and they're yeah. going to be great, and they're so fun to watch. I'm very excited for this team moving forward. So Facing congratulations games, to the Nuggets. Two seven-game series, um, that, that'll help you grow, even though they oh, lost man. one of them. So. And, a, and a quadruple overtime oh, in Tosca territory. And then coming back the next week. Impressive. Yes. Uh, let's speak about somebody who wasn't impressive. Mm. And uh, the Rockets. The Houston Rockets lose game six at home to mm. the Warriors. Uh, this is a nut crush. Uh, Brad, the Warriors without Kevin Durant, uh, another team that had a chance to step on another team's throat and just fucking blew it. Clay and and Steph showed their nuts. Steph and, uh, was good, man. Yeah, Steph was very, he was very real good. good. He is he's an incredible player. He a man. And uh, you know, anytime you think he isn't, like you wrong. Yeah, exactly. He Although, man, there there were times like not this season. I don't think this season it matters. But that team's starting to look a little old. Like, Steph's struggling to get separation. There's a bunch of injuries. Iguodala is always injured and, and he's old, old man. Yeah. Like I mean, he was old when they started this run like three years ago. Right. And when he won the first MVP. He was in the twilight. won the MVP. Of the finals. When they won five years ago or whatever. Right. And everybody was like, wow, this is a great, you know, this is a guy on the end of his career. And he, they still need him. Yes. They need Sean Livingston, who's been around forever. Uh, yeah. This Their is roster why, is on its in the twilight. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But I, that doesn't mean this that, season matters. I think Denver could have beaten them. I don't think the Blazers are as good a matchup. Um, but I think Toronto's going to get them. The Blazers have to play to, like the same style of ball that you know Golden State patented, like made famous across the league, yeah. and why everybody's trying to do this three-point, fast, fast pace, play small, all that. Like They're just... You can't be better than the best at that specific type of ball, and that's kind of what they're coming that's at. That's where we're going to have to see. Although, yeah. who knows? Without without Kevin Durant, uh, uh, do we me, know he's out for an extended? Do we know when he's back? We don't. Okay, I but mean, here's the uh, Kevin Durant's the best player. Yes, on the Warriors, but there's no question that Steph Curry's the most important and the most valuable because the way that dude stretches the floor and changes the game and changes the way they're defended is it makes Kevin Durant's life so easy when yeah. he is comfortable. And then when he's out, the guy makes shots that nobody else can make consistently, and they're, they count for three points most of the time, too. That's the craziest thing. Him and Harden are, are amazing. and Isn't it um, so deflating? Like, I was rooting for the Rockets, obviously. And, like, just every time he touches the ball and, like, scores effortlessly from any part of the court, that like, it just, like, makes you, like, want to roll over almost like it's yeah. just tough man well and He's the, so the thing good. they do is they can come down and make three impossible threes in a row and then d the fuck they, up like they d so hard yeah when they're playing yeah and i mean they can they can jump on you in a minute um it's got to be speaking of deflating the thing i was thinking watching these games on tv is how fucking deflating you have to be if you're an oklahoma city fan <laughs> that you had russ you had kd you had harden you even had serge Ibaka, who you chose over Sort over of, uh, Harden, of. and they're all still playing, basically, other than Harden, who's now been eliminated. It's kind of it's kind of wild, and that's got to be a real slap in the nuts. You know what isn't a slap in the nuts, Brent? What's that? 
Sleeping on a Lisa mattress? Oh, yeah. Everybody has the right to rest. The key to gain your best rest is the right mattress. Meet Lisa with two awesome mattresses, accessories, and bases for better, deeper rest. The all-foam Lisa uh, mattress is new and improved, and the Sapira hybrid mattress is the perfect combination of foam and spring for pressure relief and edge-to-edge support. Lisa's mission is to provide a better night's sleep for everybody. From day one, Lisa set out to create a company with heart. That's why they donate one mattress from every 10 they sell through organizations that work in causes like foster care prevention. To date, they've donated more than 32,000 mattresses more than through more than 1,000 nonprofits. Think about that for a minute. That's 32,000 people that didn't have a bed and now have one. It's pretty cool. If you uh, And now you can get your own. Go to lisa.com slash BDC, like backdoor cover, or use promo code BDC if you just go to lisa.com, but don't do that. Go to lisa.com slash BDC. Save 15% off anything there, including their dope pillows. If you need a mattress, don't you dare go to a mattress shop. Don't be a fucking moron. Go to lisa.com slash BDC. Get yourself a Sapira or a Lisa like Brad and I sleep on. Uh, you won't regret it, I promise. Okay, back to the show. Uh, do you want to do you want to crap on the Rockets anymore? No. Who last year miss? You know, they lost their opportunity because you know what's his name? Chris Paul got hurt. Blah 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 blah. This year they just crapped the bed and they lose at home uh, without Kevin Durant. I have a projection I, for you though. I have a prediction. You do. So I, if assuming that Durant leaves Golden State. I think going into the the next year's season, whatever, 2020, 2021, I think the Rockets are considered the favorite for for huh. winning. I think that they go in as the favorite for uh, winning a title uh, with, with Golden State diminished and with their roster down and with them aging. That's kind of what I was setting all of that, that discussion up with Steph and Iguodala and all those guys. Like, I think if Durant leaves... Another year um, of of an an aging roster, aging, and with a pretty weak supporting cast, I think Golden State is supplanted as the favorite for the the following season by Houston uh, out of the West. Possibly, like I don't think that the Nuggets are quite there yet. Like I think they have to prove it before they're considered a a a, a real contender. Um, I think you know, obviously, the Bucks are going to be in a in the driver's seat for a long, a long period of time out of the West or out of the East. So I don't know. That's just my kind of thoughts on the, on the Rockets as they leave. Well, I'll strongly disagree with you. Well, who do you think should be uh, the, the Nuggets are clearly the oh, favorite assuming okay. no, and maybe it's the Warriors still, but it's not the Rockets. The, in my mind, the Rockets are third in that pecking order, mm. uh, even without Kevin Durant next gotcha. season, but we'll, we'll tackle that when we get there. Disappointing. And uh, as I mentioned on the podcast, when I predicted the Warriors to win game six and yes. win the series, heart of the champion. never underestimate the heart of the champion. <laughs> the two-time defending champs get it. And as you notice, LeBron James said the exact same tweet, which is a real slap in the nuts to the city of Houston, uh, to Jay-Z, and to Beyonce, who sat courtside and got their nuts crushed. Mm. Uh, let's Beyonce move on to looked some... ridiculous. Did you see her? Yeah, it was was a that stupid, a bunch of that, red that not moons? A good fit. What was on her? What, yeah, I, I don't, don't know. know. Anyway, sorry. Didn't mean to derail with fashion. Let's move sense, on to we're 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 cruising here. Let's move on to some other uh, NBA news. Uh, the big news this morning: John Beeline, the coach of Michigan, mm-hmm. is apparently going to be the coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers, which seems crazy. My group chat was very confused by this this morning. Uh, I won't speak to the Cavs because I don't know, but I give I think it's a great move for John Beeline. You do? Yes. Why? He's been incredibly. This is always my position, by yeah. the way. Uh, if you're an incredibly successful college coach, yes, you go jump to the pros. Mm-hmm. He's got a chance 
they have the draft lottery on, on Tuesday, which we'll talk about in a minute. They, he's got a chance to coach Zion Williamson. He's got as good a chance as any team in the in the draft. The I think it's the Suns. Yeah, and Tristan Thompson and like the the, the, the rest of the team is trash. Rush. Well, I guess the the young bull is his name on Instagram. What's the guy's name? There's a point guard for them. Uh, oh, the Sexton from yeah, Bama. Colin Sexton. He's a he's a player, man. He's okay. He's, he's got the, much he was better one of the worst season. players in the entire league yeah. this year. Over the first half of the year, this, the second yeah, the half he turned it around. Uh, but you're it right. doesn't matter. They've got a chance to build around Zion Williamson. Or, you know, this is supposedly a very good draft up top. So, anyway, I like it. And and let's say they don't get Zion. Mm-hmm. And he they suck. And mm-hmm. he craps out and they fire him after two years. You think every good college coach, college job isn't going to be available for he's, this guy? He's good because of his recruiting, you right? Like, he got the Fab go Five, didn't he? No, 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 oh, no. Oh, I thought he was the guy who went from no, uh, San Diego no, no, State. No, 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 and no, then, no, no, no. this is a different guy. No, this is their current coach. I thought for some reason he was oh, no, doing no, no. a, that re- was a reunion like 20 tour. years before. Yeah, and he was old then, too. Anyway, uh, yeah, he, he is a guy that looks old. He's always kind of looked <laughs> old. I think he came from West Virginia. Okay. Um, but yeah, he's been a very yeah, good coach. Good, and, I, you know, if if he, they suck in two years, See, don't this, tell me that Ohio State or, yeah, I mean, it's somebody in the Big Ten. There's not going to be a Big Ten He probably won't even have to buy opening. a new house. He's in Cleveland. He can get somewhere out of the Big Ten. That's like, right. I, I think it's good. I don't. Uh, the guy is a good basketball coach. My now, initial, I don't know if he has any NBA experience. Yeah. I don't know if he can coach pros. Uh, but I, I kind of like it. I mean, they've I, been and I definitely like it for years. him. Yeah, they've been great the last couple of years. The reason why I had originally thought it was kind of a silly idea is just because I thought he, he, it, his big deal was that he was a recruiting aficionado, and that doesn't translate to the NBA. But... Yeah, I like the move too. I mean, you always want to go pro. You always want to stay, take your career to the next level, and that's what he's doing. I mean, I I said that. Uh, what's the guy at Oklahoma now? His name escapes me. Um, Billy Donovan. No, 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 the football coach. Oh, Stoops. No, not Stoops. The guy who's been <laughs> there for two years, Lincoln Riley. Okay, he should have gone pro this year too. Yeah, he should have taken the Cleveland job or any job. He Arizona. He's he's the go, rich man. You go Cliff make Kingsbury. the big money. You don't have to recruit. And then, you know, you flunk out and shit. All NFL coaches get fired, basically. Like, the chances of him having a 10-year NFL career are very small. You got to have but Tom But who Brady. cares? Yeah. You go sign a five-year deal. You get fired after two. They pay you. You go back to college, and you go take the best job available. Yeah. Anyway, so shouts to John Beeline. Uh, Frank Vogel apparently will be the coach of the Lakers. This has been this is wild circulating. Uh, I guess Tyron Lue won too much money. I, the negotiations broke down on that. So who knows if Frank Vogel really happens? There's a story that uh, Kirk Rambis is working as the shadow GM of the Lakers right now. This organization because is because his net. wife is Jenny Buss's best friend. Isn't that what you read? I did not read. That's that part. what I read. <laughs> That's what everybody's well, saying. He's is. Always, like he's always been with the Lakers. He coached the team once. Yeah, he's always sort of been there, and yeah. they just like trust him. Uh, and now that now Magic is gone, I, it's a weird situation. I this also, is not a well-run organization. I also heard that the conversation between Vogel uh, as a head coach, they were thinking either Vogel would be the head coach assisted by Jason Kidd, or right. Jason Kidd would be the head coach assisted by Vogel. And apparently Jay Kidd will be the assistant, and Frank Vogel will be the head coach. Which is really interesting. Whenever you do this, this is a mistake. Why? This, you know who did this? Who? Jerry Jones did this when he hired Wade Phillips. Mm, he had the hired, defensive side, yeah. He, he had already hired jason garrett to be his offense coordinator right. and he said like i see jason garrett being my head coach right maybe this time maybe another time and so he already hired him and then wade phillips is there to be the head coach but this other guy is in with the owner like this is just a bad play this is a bad plan and uh the lakers did this once actually when they hired pat riley they said jerry west would coach 
half the games and Pat Riley would coach half the oh, games. Oh, you're going way back If now. you go way back to the 80s. This is a mistake. This is a bad move. Uh, I like Vogel. Do you? Yeah, I don't know about Jason Kidd. He's got some mixed reviews. I, think, like, I mean, the, the bottom line is LeBron James coaches the team, and he will continue to coach the team no matter who the head coach is. Uh, so what I heard, the reason why Lou didn't get the job is because he didn't come with a program for developing the younger talent, and the other guys did. But what Lou replied with was that he had his first interview and it went so positively that he didn't have a second interview to show his plan for how he was going to build up. There's all this argument about The Lakers it, are a mess. I, we'll just leave it at that. Speaking of Coach LeBron, did you see the video of him coaching uh, Bronny, yeah. LeBron Jr. this yeah, yeah. week in a uh, AAU game against uh, the number one player in the country who's 15. Bronny is 14. Bronny's team actually won. Hmm. Uh, there's an article that Pat Forty wrote on Yahoo about it. Apparently this kid great. is class of 20... The, not... not Bronny, but the other right. kid they played is class of 2022, and since the rumors are that'll uh, that's high school when class Silver, of yes, yeah, and that's when Sil- Adam Silver's pushing for the one and done rule to end. So mm-hmm. this kid could be the number one pick. People say he's the best freshman they've ever seen. He's the biggest recruit oh. since LeBron. He's not better than LeBron. I guarantee it. That's what that's what some of these yes, experts. LeBron said. would have destroyed. God only Bronny. knows what your life is like if you're an expert on high school bat like. Yeah, judging no shit. freshmen in high school. You get to hang around in eighth grade AAU kid, basketball. Uh, kid yes. apparently took his team to the to the state championship as a freshman last year. Anyway, uh, the LeBron is up coaching and yelling and doing shit, and it and it's funny. Uh, happy Father's Day to LeBron. Like, somebody, like he's just got too much energy. He's used to being on the court. Yeah, uh, this time of year to to have this time off, he's just got too much competitive fire. He's probably shooting Space Jam too. In the meantime, uh, some other news: Kristaps uh, Porzingis. Apparently bloodied in a fight. TMZ has video of this. Uh, the story goes that a bunch of Russians jumped him. He's Latvian, Latvian, uh, whatever the fuck he is. He's from Latvia because he left the the Knicks. And I I just I don't get it. I don't understand is it. Is there a big Russian contingency in New York? Apparently. I don't know. Maybe I, it's I the don't mob. get it. I don't know. I mean, who knows? Russia's a terrible. Where place. did he run into these fools? He was at a club in New York. No, in Latvia. Oh, <laughs> Latvia, wherever the fuck he is. Uh, that's weird. Uh, Porzingis, just hang out in Dallas. There are women there. Like, you'll you'll be fine. Just have show up at Concrete Cowboy, and you'll have everything you need there. They'll, the DJ will play whatever music you like, whatever weird Euro trash dubstep shit that you're into. Just, just hang out in Dallas, bud. You don't need to go home, okay? Fly your parents in, move them to Dallas, get them a place in Highland Park, and just be done with, with your home. That's my advice for you. You're hurt all the time anyway, so it's not like you're playing on the national team. Just, I mean, he has to just like roll over and let these dudes beat him because he can't fight if his knees like recovering. Like just he's, come to Dallas and stay here. Nobody's going to come kick your ass. I tore my ACL last year, and there were times. This one time, Micah and I were accosted in a bar by a young, very drunk person, and I was ready to go. Oh yeah. And it, as things got more and more serious, I thought more and more about how my knee was going to need surgery again as soon as this went down. I could see him just being like, all right, y'all just beat me until I'm done so I don't have to do with that. Apparently he's uninjured, but there was blood on his face leaving. Um, I bet they just slapped him and told him the to only other NBA, yeah, The only other NBA news, the draft lottery is Tuesday, which will be incredible. Do you like the draft lottery, Brad? Are you excited for this? No. Oh, I love it. I think it's one of the best television events of the year. It's it's fun, but it's... Apparently it's ESPN like the, is changing it, the, the format this year, so... How? I don't know. It's like the Derby, like which is cool, but like it's... 30 seconds and there's build up for like five years. 
That's that's true. It's just ping pong. You don't ball even get to see out. horses running. You and then you got to see the fucking guy horse. from Cleveland come up and gloat in everybody's face for the fiftieth time this decade. That's probably true. <sighs> I'm tired of that. guy. Well, we're looking forward to it. And I, I, I'm rooting for the Knicks. Yeah, me too. Apparently, uh, Patrick Ewing is going to be representing the Knicks. So I'm I'm all about the Knicks. This have week. we looked at who the top uh, five teams are, or whatever? Well, or the like, top three are Knicks, Suns, Phoenix, and yeah. and Cleveland. I don't know who the who it is below. And apparently, the odds aren't as good as they used to be for the the bottom. Teams. Yeah, they spread it out to the top. Change it this year. Yeah. So that's Tuesday. Uh, let's let's quickly talk a little UFC. Um, a wild UFC event that we previewed uh, last week or last Saturday in Brazil, uh, we have a new champion. Andrade defeated uh, Thug Rose. And I don't know if you saw the clip of this. Was it a, a, a come to decision? No, no, no. Okay. She, she got the knockout. So it, it, she picked the chick up and literally threw her on her head. Ouchie. And it would look like she was going to be paralyzed. Oh, I don't know no. how she survived. Uh, apparently, she's unhurt, unhurt, but... It's this is this woman is dangerous. This Andrade uh, Brazilian woman, she had a vicious knockout in her last fight, and to see this big, you don't get these like slam TKO right. KOs. It's basically. not like WWE wrestling. Like that's not how this works. Yeah, I mean, this is sort of that's, that's actually how kinda this. How that's this what works. I'm saying. But generally, yeah, this that's is kind of like the Undertaker dropping a pile driver, yes. like dropping you straight on your head. This and is undramatic. Your neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she picked her up and slammed her down, and uh, it was fucking vicious. So shouts to her new champion. Uh, a lot of surprising things happened. Anderson Silva and Jose Aldo both lost in Brazil, Aldo via decision, which I would not have guessed. Yeah, because you were telling us earlier. That, yeah, the yeah. Brazilians normally win on decision. How about Although BJ he might Penn? Have been finding another Brazilian. I don't I'm know. on the seat of my edge of my seat right now about BJ. Penn. But Silva lost again. It's probably the end of his career. And speaking about somebody who's at the end of his career, BJ Penn got beat again. BJ. <laughs> Fucking retire! How? What was it? What? How did I, it end? I don't even know. Did you even read? But just fucking quit, buddy. You're you've done enough. You're a champion. You're a hall of famer. Like, stop fighting. You're not going to be a champion again. You're pretty good. Just do something else, man. Go, go, go. Teach jujitsu somewhere, or you know, or kickboxing. Like, just quit. You're done. Uh, some other. So it's actually a pretty eventful night. Uh, some other uh, <laughs> UFC like events uh, news. The UFC announced that Cowboy Cerrone will face uh, Tony Ferguson at UFC 238 June 9th, which is next month. He Cowboy just fought like two weeks ago. Right. This fucking guy is a he's just a fighting machine. He's had a lot he of fights. Bouts all, too. He has more than anyone in UFC history, yeah. and he just fights every month. It's fucking bananas. So shouts to him. He's like, don't uh, call me Donald. And that that's a pretty good fight. I, I would think Ferguson would be a pretty heavy favorite, although Cowboy is maybe the fan favorite. So. Uh, that's coming up next next month. Uh, Nate Diaz is now. There's a lot of smoke that he is rumored to fight Anthony Pettis at UFC 241. Uh, I don't believe Diaz has fought at all since he fought Conor McGregor. I heard he's real mean. Times. Uh, yeah, he's the Diaz brothers are really something. But they've just like refused. He made I don't know how much against Conor the second time, mm -hmm. and he was just like, I'm not going to go fight some dude for seven hundred fifty thousand when the last time you paid me three million, <laughs> and the next time. Like, I could fight this guy again and make $10 million. Like, I'm just not going to fight. I'll just wait. And he hasn't fought at all. And there's been several... I could be wrong. Maybe he's had one fight since. If you could Google Nate Diaz. Um, but he hasn't fought much in, in years, really. And But uh, Anthony Pettis, Nate Diaz, that's a matchup I'd like to see. Anthony Showtime Pettis, pretty fun. Uh, that is at UFC 241. His last fight was with Conor McGregor. It was Conor. He's okay. done him back-to-back, -back, actually. There have been a couple times where he's been rumored... Um, 
But it just, I, he's just refused. He's like, I'm not going to go fight some scrub. Does this sound scrub. right to you? So he beat Connor the yeah. first time in 2016. And they fought him again at, in 2016. And, and then they fought again at 170. In a decision. Or was it 170 and then 155? I forget. Uh, uh, welterweight for the second fight. Welterweight for the first. Oh, uh, well, whatever. Who they, knows? They fought at different different weight classes um, it, in the two fights. I think it was 170 the first time and then down to 155. I got you. Anyway, uh, so when was that last fight? So March 5th and August 20th, 2016 were the 2016. last 2016. So by the time he gets back in there, it'll be three full years. He just refuses to fight unless they're going to pay him money, and I give him credit for that. Um, so that same card, UFC 241, will be the rematch between Stipe and Daniel Cormier for the heavyweight championship. That's a fight I'm excited to watch. Yeah, uh, I think Stipe probably gets him this time, but we'll see. I thought he was going to get him the last time, and Cormier out-wrestled him. And outstruck him. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, in other uh, combat sports news, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers did a cameo as an archer last night on Game of Thrones. Did you notice this while it was on, Brad? No. I did not notice it because I'm not a nerd. I don't you watch Game watch. of Nerds. Yeah, I get it. Uh, apparently, let's. Uh, you got one minute to talk Game of Thrones. Apparently, I don't want to talk about it with you. you okay. You apparently, the whole world is ending, and, and uh, you've put in seven years of, of time and dedication of storylines and shit to this show that means everything in the world to you, and it's just going to end in ashes. So I hope that makes you feel good. Yeah, that's that's how this was framed up the whole time. A world of fire and ice. Uh, way to go. Way yeah. to go, nerds. All right, uh, the butter cut. Who won the Byron Nelson yesterday, Brad? The butter cut. We had a gentleman named Sun Kang. I know. Was this his? This was his first PGA Tour win. Yeah, and he had a uh, he shot the course record. I think it was in the second day. Shot sixty one. I saw him make it the 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 putt, and like he shot like sixty six, sixty one, sixty eight, sixty two, or yes. something. Like the numbers are crazy. Is because we talked the a little bit about easy the place. I well, guess, so but. it's a link style course that needs to be dry for it to be difficult. The ball has to roll and be hard to control. And what it was is it was soaking wet. Like the. All the the fairway and the greens were just sopping wet, oh, so like so you the, could just land it real softly, it make it super easy to score. And like he didn't win by much; like he won by two strokes yeah. over the field. Um, ton of people. He shot twenty three under for the round, but like the top five, everybody's twenty under. Yeah. Well, shouts to that guy. We will talk much more golf in the Buttercut later this week. We have a PGA preview, PGA Championship preview coming later this week. That's right. With Peter the Irish guy and uh, Brad. So the Buttercut. You may get a full length episode that's the of plan. the butter cut we're gonna we're gonna cut a full uh this week so cut wrap your fucking up. mind around that golf fans uh okay uh call our hotline 800-392-6344 800-392-6344 we had two calls last week uh we don't have one yet so call 800-392-6344 if you call it's a good call we'll play it we'll answer your call you'll like it uh brad uh in addition to the butter cut we'll probably be back again at least one more time this week talking a lot of hoops where can people follow you on social media, Bradley? Bradley B. Key on Instagram. Bradley Key on Twitter. Michael, where can they follow you? you can follow me at Michael Weiner, M-I-C-A-H-W-I-E-N-E-R on Twitter and Instagram. Shoot me DMs. Call the hotline. Let me know if you have any questions for Micah's mailbag. I've got a few good ones in the hopper right now, but I'm happy to take any more. If you see something you really like, send it to me for Micah's Read of the Week. Good stuff, huh? Also, follow us on Instagram, at Backdoor Cover Podcast, at Backdoor Cover Podcast on Instagram. Uh, we... I was real busy yesterday. There was a lot of good uh, Toronto uh, content there, even if you're not a Toronto fan. But a good activity. photos, a lot of good stuff. So uh, that's it. This has been a production of MWBK Creative and Sales. We will be back later this week. That's it. That's all. Mm, bye-bye. Thanks for listening.